everyone. Welcome to another episode of Connected, an audio archive presented by Side Street Studio Arts. My name is Tanner Melvin, and today is Wednesday, November 4th, 2015. Got a really great episode for you guys tonight. Um, today, tonight, whatever time it is, what you're listening to, um, with a, uh, a wonderful uh, local artist by the name of Bobby Rowland. Um, you'll get to hear some really, uh, really great stories from Bobby in this episode. It's a really deep episode, and I'm just going to let it roll. So here is Bobby Rowland on Connected. The side? Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just go ahead and check it. Like. Check. Cool. Yeah. You, um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Sweet. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Just remember to talk into the mic. Into the mic. All right. Yeah. It, it'll pick up a lot, but... Um, yeah, well, I think I can hear myself, kind of. Um, turn this up a bit. But yeah, dude, thanks for doing this, man. No problem. No problem at all. Um, yeah, I don't know how, uh, what's the word? I don't know how uh, much you know about this project. Um, I Very little. Uh, cool. Um, <laughs> what's called Connected, okay. and what it is is a, uh, an audio archive. Okay. Um, I've been putting it off for a while just because we've had some other things to do, been mm-hmm. pretty busy, but wanted to do uh, uh, an archive of what's going on in Elgin and in the area uh, okay. with the arts. A um, lot of people have been, or, you know, and it's, I understand why, but it's like a lot of people have been focusing on the past mm-hmm. and uh, what's been in Elgin. Um, not a lot of people seem to have they're trying to you know no one's really trying to capture what's going on right now and that's sure. what i wanted to do with this project cool. and um you know and i uh just said heck with it and made a list and had other people make a list and we you know kind of slowly going down that list uh and it's you know comes in and out with people with schedules and timing and everything um but uh but yeah and it launches on to our uh our podcast which will be um it's on uh, itunes Cool. Um, it's only available until like for about a month, okay. um, and then we uh, uh, we have we store a digital archive on our website and then uh, in Dropbox, cool. uh, which is not yet a sponsor but might be soon. Um, no, I'm kidding, it won't be. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, I just wanted to, you know, after talking uh, uh, Monday, um, just really wanted to sit down and find out what brought you to Elgin, you know, and why you're still here, I guess. So, um, but yeah, I mean, cause I don't, I don't really know a whole lot about you. Um, and that's just time. Oh, absolutely. Um, but so yeah, man, go, uh, I just wanted to see how things are going right now with Mm -hmm. you and, uh, and see kind of like where you got started and why, why you're in what you're in. Um, there's, I don't know. It's, a complicated story. Um, I 
Well, I'm here in Elgin for the, for the fact that my, my girlfriend and I were looking to move out. Um, we had just uh, graduated from ISU a year prior to coming here. Illinois State? <clears throat> yeah. Or, okay. Um, and I had heard about this place from a friend, a high school friend. Um, I was working at Starbucks. He came in and had mentioned Elgin Art Space Lofts, and I had no idea what he was talking about. Um, and he told me about you know, everything that they offer there, and it's sort of artist, artist central. Um, you know, anyone that's pursuing something in the arts, and which sounded great. So I came out here, checked it out, and there was a huge waiting list. Um, but I still put down my name and my girlfriend's name. And she told me that uh, two bedrooms sort of open up quicker, so I'd be hearing from them hopefully soon, and about a month or two later, heard about, you know, when heard from this? him. This was in, um, I applied in February, and I heard back. Of this year? Yeah. Oh, wow. I thought, okay, for some reason I thought you'd been there for a couple years. No, no. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then heard back a month or two later, uh, and then wound up getting an apartment. So um, upon making that decision that we were going to do it, we had been frequenting the downtown area a little more. I mean, I was familiar with it. I've been to EPH enough right, to know right. Chicago Street okay. Um, and we went into Blue Box, and that was the first time I had been in there. And I saw um, the flyer or the card you guys had for the artist internship. So I obviously, I mean, I'd heard you guys before, like I've told you. Um, and I thought, I, I'm going to take this opportunity. I want to be involved. Um, Again, that same friend that mentioned El the Lofts to me um, had mentioned you guys and uh, everything that you guys got going on here. And I, I was like, I, I need to be a part of that. I want to be a part of that. Oh, I feel silly not being a part of that when I live. I mean, I, li I was living in Algonquin. I was 15. Oh, before that? Yeah, okay. yeah, 15, 20 minutes away. And uh, I thought, I, I need to be there. I need to be involved. So, I mean, that's what I'm doing here. That's how I wound up here. Um, but in terms of painting and art and all that, um, I, I grew up drawing. I mean, like anyone else, I just grew up drawing. And then when I got into high school, um, I had pretty shallow interests. I wasn't really doing much of anything. I, I was doing track and cross country, uh, sports and stuff. And um, when I graduated, I sort of found myself in that familiar position that most high school graduates do, like, what the hell do I do now? Yeah, right. And uh, at the time, I followed a, um, a best friend to NIU. He was going there. He was my closest friend at the time. And I thought, you know, he's going. I'm going to go, too. So I went there and wasted a lot of money and a lot of time. Were you in the art department? No, no. Okay. Then I was just doing general undecided. Gen yeah. Whatever, yeah, yeah. And even then, you know, it was just kind of aimless. Um, so did that, uh, did that first semester and made it through without totally failing. <laughs> and Close enough, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I had uh, a couple buddies that were going to ECC, one friend in particular that I went to school with but had become better friends with after we graduated, and he was talking about the art program there, and he was into photography, and... Um, you know, I was saying, hey, if you're not going to go to NAU, why don't you come to UCC? There's great classes here. 
So I went there, and even then, my, my perp, I mean, I was sort of just trying to kill time before I, what I thought was going to be my decision just to drop out of school. And um, Was that like what you could see in your future? I saw that happening. I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to, I mean, what am I doing? I'm, I'm wasting time here. And got pretty close to that, and I took painting, painting one. I, I remember I was, I was taking, I was in a printmaking class which was, again, just, I mean, just wasting time. I barely went. The teacher hated me. Um, and I, I, I remember, Damn, that's rough, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. The guy, I mean, I mean, only because of my actions, I was, I was pretty, like I said, I never went and all the assignments I just, I half-assed. So, uh, but I remember walking out of that room, the printmaking room and seeing this giant flower painting that was like sent, like as soon as you walked into the painting room, that was what you saw. And I remember thinking, um, man, it'd be neat just to buy some canvas and just experiment or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And um, I decided, you know, whatever, screw it. I'll, I'll just try, try and get into the class, go into the class. And I had it built up in my head that to even go into a painting one class, you had to be some brilliant artist, like drawing, you know. Uh, so I signed up for the class, went in, and I met my teacher, Peggy D, who is basically responsible for me sitting here right now having this wow. conversation with you. She had a gigantic impact on me. Uh, I was a horrible student even then, and she would say that now. And actually, she did. I saw her recently at EPH. <laughs> at, at EPH. Uh, I was, I mean, it was awful. I, I slacked on every single thing. I put everything off until the last minute, and... Um, but she was just, uh, she was just so kind-hearted that she didn't fail me. She told me to, at the end of the semester, she said, once you come back, once you do another semester, it's usually the second semester that if you like it, you're going to stick with it. Um, and so I, I didn't drop out and basically just keep my mom happy. And I thought, okay, I didn't drop out, so I'll keep doing this class. That seems to be the reason that I stayed. So sign up for another semester and... It was about halfway through the, that semester that I started realizing that just in that act of painting, of sitting down, being quiet, observing, turning off your ego, and doing something a little more uh, thoughtful and... Um, kind of introspective. Introspective, yeah. yeah that's the, that would be the exact term I'd use for it. I... I don't know. I, I mean, it sounds really corny, but I, I was, I was waking up. I was, I, I remember just thinking and feeling. How corny does this sound right now? Just like I, deeper with myself, and um, I was obsessed. I got obsessed. I couldn't stop. Uh, I was. I, I never went home from a class ever, ever, and thought I cannot wait to get back the next day and get back to where I left off. Because at that point, I was leaving my paintings right, there. Right. I wasn't doing that when I got home. Um, and then slowly, it was like I was staying later in the day. Uh, I, I was being told to leave by the other classes coming in, saying, hey, we have a class starting in a little bit. And I mean, I was getting there at 8 a.m. and leaving at 9 p.m. And so it was, it, was, it was an addiction. And it was something worthy of an addiction, you know, yeah. and um, made me feel good about myself 
and what I was doing there with money and time. But not that that solved anything, because I continued to waste a ton of money on classes and dropping out of classes, failed some classes, but painting remained consistent. I was doing that. And um, Peggy was great. Like I mentioned, she was just, I, I don't know, empowered me and was complimenting me on the way I was painting and making me think about things. And I, I remember this one time her saying something like, when you spend all day painting, it's like you, you leave and colors outside are brighter. Things are more distinct. Things are clearer. And I remember her saying that and thinking like, what the hell is she talking about? What, you know, what is, I don't know what she's talking about. But once I got it's into deep the, shit. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And once I get into those longer days, um, I started kind of understanding what she meant. Leaving and feeling clear-headed. Like you got a little bit of a grip of something that's going on in your life. Um, that's a big that's a big feeling to yeah. have, to be able to have. Yeah. Especially if you've ever, in those moments where you're not feeling that way, you know, or you've been in a lane. That's why, you know, it's like you're yeah. in a lane for so long, it's yeah. easy to stay in that lane. Mm-hmm. And then when you when you're pushed over or, or whatever metaphor yeah. you want to use, I mean, you get it, you, you wake up, you're right. You, it is an awakening. Mm-hmm. You do wake up mm-hmm. and you kind of open your eyes and you're like, wow, there's some good shit going on. You know, yeah. a lot of stuff you're not paying attention to a lot of things that uh, the people that are around you that are a little more in touch with themselves talk about and, and you're like, what do you, you know, what are you talking about? What, why is this? What are you saying? You know, when they when they're, it makes you. I feel like it makes you more in touch with the concerns of your, of the world, of the community, of the people around you. You, it just makes you feel a little more. I guess I said it in touch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because um, you can be. I mean, it's so easy nowadays and any day probably really to get out of touch mm-hmm. and to be out of touch and to remain out of yes. touch. You know, yes. especially if you're confined to. You know, I, I mean, social class or, you know, poverty or even the opposite side of it. Like, even if you got all the money in the world, sometimes you're just in this place. Like, it doesn't really reflect upon who you are as a human being, mm-hmm. you know. And we've mm-hmm. talked a, a lot of the interviews, well, a few of the interviews, all of them, ex- <laughs> you know, like, it's, people always relate to that. I mean, it's been yeah. mentioned. It's like there is that. And that's why this is called connected. Like there is that connection. Absolutely. And you can, a lot of people can go a very long time. Some people may not ever get that. Yeah. And it's not that you necessarily have to connect to another person. It's you're connecting to something outside of you. Exactly. That is doing a lot of stuff inside of you. Yeah. You know, and that's what's so, I think is so oh, great about the absolutely. arts, you know, and, and hearing you say that it's like, yeah. that's the truth that, you know, yep. <laughs> like yep. all of those things. <clears throat> Definitely. That's really amazing, man. Um, Thanks. Sounds like, what's her name, Peggy? Yeah. Peggy was like the one, yeah. you know, the, the one that you'd been waiting for, yeah. the one that just made her appearance more known, Yeah. you know, better known to you. Absolutely. Because you know, there's so many professors in a lot of different schools that might not ever get those students. Yeah. You know, um, I think more times than not, though, they, they do mm-hmm. get those Every, you know, get a student that they really click with or that they can, they see that, man, that's what I'm doing is really helping. Definitely. You know? Well, and I think that also 
is something that the ones that care feel. You know, I mean, right, not, not, right. That that's, not that that's like a small number of professors, but the ones that, I don't know, are seeing something beyond it just being a job. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. So. What, yeah, we were, uh, was just talking with Roberto about it, about some of his professors, one in particular of his professors that just kind of just dialing it in, mm -hmm. you know, and he was like in the middle, in the middle of a, uh, a critique, the professor was at his table or at their table and uh, just doodling. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it's like, man, yeah. like you just, you can't even, sh like you do show up, which is great, but you're not engaged with these students and yep. you're not getting, he was saying, he's like, I'm not getting what I paid for. Absolutely. You know, kind oh, of yeah. what you were saying, you know, it's like, why am I doing this? Yeah. And I guess me I, being out of school for so long, like I kind of forget, forget and forgot about that stuff, you mm -hmm. know, and it's like, damn, there are, so like you, there, you know, there are people that just show up and it is a job, mm -hmm. you know, and I like, I like what you said about the hope that it's not all like that, you know, yeah, with yeah. all the professors, but it, it happens, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I think that's the mundane coming into your position, you know, as a faculty member or, oh, yeah. you know, or whatever. But I think that can strike you as an artist as well. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. writer's block or whatever, painter's block or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But well, and then, and then also on the, on the flip of that, you also have the people that are, the teachers that are there, it almost seems like just to drill their opinion into your head, you know, and I feel like it's a good professor that goes in and is, isn't going in with their like aesthetic filter. They can go in and they can sort of separate themselves from their own practice, their own technique, and recognize something, some sort of potential in a student. Like, oh, this is really cool. I like, the, I like how you're doing this. Right. You should keep carrying on with that. Or, you know, instead of one coming over and, I don't know, I, I've had experiences with other teachers at other schools that it seems like they're just waiting to tell you their opinion about, about painting and, and it, I don't know. Their it's, version. It's like their, yeah. yeah. And it's kind of poisonous to creativity because then you get blocked in. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like kids growing up. Kids love to draw. Kids want to be creative. That's all they want to do. And then all of a sudden, the older they get, it's like the norms are sickening and they forget about that and they fall into, you know, I don't, I don't know if that was... I was no, you're absolutely, man, that's, I was, I, seriously, I was just thinking about that. Maybe yesterday after, uh, when I was at Washington, um, how all they want to do is just make some cool stuff, mm -hmm. you know, and they're always asking, like this kid asked, he, he said, next time can we make sock puppets? I'm like, yeah. Jesus, man, I hadn't even thought about a sock <laughs> puppet in like 25 years, you yeah. know, whatever, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, we can make sock puppets. <laughs> I said, you know, like, okay, only if we write a play about it and you guys have to perform, you know, ah, and do all this cool, stuff. Cool. But, but you're right, like, and I was thinking about what you said before, it's play. Mm -hmm. And not saying that art is play, but saying that when you start learning, it's play. And then when you get older, it can be play. It can Absolutely. be very playful, but the idea of letting go completely. Yeah. And a lot yeah. of artists thrive in that I think you know just being able to let go and create art through yep. their ability to let go and yep. others you know like I'm not one of those people necessarily but like need constant 
concentration and focus. Sure. But I think there's this great gray area or, or whatever, where the circle in, in, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, connects yeah. with the circle. Yeah. Um, where you can see that, that true artists really do find the playfulness in it. I oh, think, yeah. And can, and can be objective mm-hmm. as an artist where, and you know, there are the, 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 you know, paint by numbers, oh, <laughs> Not, you yeah. know, but you can do that as a professor as well and say, well, you need to learn this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that doesn't mean I have to be that. Artist. Oh, sure. Sure. You know, and a lot of that subjectivity can absolutely leak in and I think can really put a cloak over the learning process. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, between the learning and the y- learner, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. No, I, I totally agree. And, and not to totally downplay like teachers go, teaching you technique and and methods because right, that, right. that's important i mean no. if you want to if you want to gain anything you need someone to teach you that you know but to up to a certain point it's the good ones i think like say okay like you know this now like what do you want to do with it you know you don't have to don't pump out assignments that i've given you you know and then when you get into like independent study whatever and that's obviously when you start exploring like your own style and you discover that and that's what I don't know, and and it's because it's a, it's like problem solving. You look at kids that keep doing that throughout their adolescence into adulthood. It almost seems like they're calmer, you know. They can kind of work things out. Maybe not all of them, yeah. obviously, but I feel like when I started getting heavily into it, spending hours in front of this big square, you know, trying to figure out why I can't make something work, and then finally figuring it out. There's it's not just like a, it's not just like an empowerment and like, oh man, I made this painting work, but it's like, I figured that out, you know, and you, and you figured yourself out. Well, yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, no, you're right. But you know, I figured it was an obstacle, like you said, yeah. like, but you, you did it and you're figuring it out. Yeah. Those were air quotations. Uh, <laughs> you figuring it out, you know, I think is, it is, it's you figuring out you're right on, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I should just shut up and agree with you because you're <laughs> right. You know, like that, that problem solving because it yeah. is, it shapes up to be a problem and it's like, yeah, what the hell do I do now? Well, and that's, I mean, that's totally what it is too. And when you can't figure it out, that, that is such a frustrating feeling. That sucks. That's, I mean, I, I was telling you about the, just yesterday when I did that, the things for Sean mm-hmm. for the show, mm-hmm. I, all of them, all these drawings were great. I was so satisfied with them except for one that I screwed up completely and that burdened my, that ruined a day, you know? And I mean, not even any, I mean, and I could sit there and in the back of my mind be like, dude, it's a drawing, calm down, you know, but and maybe that's a different problem than altogether, <laughs> but you know, but, but when you do go back and you fix it, it's like, you know, it's some corny metaphor again for life. Like this is such, this is a minimal problem and it took minimal effort to figure it out. And, I, that's why it's, I think that with like the class we, that we're doing in Highland, I mean, you're teaching kids to not just make something, not just make shit, learning how to figure something out right. beyond what they're learning in school. I made this, this is my problem. Because I feel like so many of life's crap, it's just, you can, it's just staring you in the face and saying, this is your fault. What are you so mad at everyone else for? You know, figure it out. So I don't know. I do. I, I, know. That, no, I, I feel that completely, man. I do that all the time. Yeah. And I, yep. 
it's like I get really, I get angry, yeah. you know, and I get upset that there are things going on. It's like, and I, you know, yeah. always ask, it's like, what the hell's going on? Why is this? Why is this? And <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, it's because I didn't do something. <laughs> and then that's like, uh, yeah. it feels so bad yeah. and you got to learn. But, and that's, I think that stems from, I mean, I don't know, playing it off and not taking on oh, sure. know, the, sure. uh, responsibility for your actions. And it and, builds up. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Can. <laughs> you know, you take on a lot of responsibility in your daily life or whatever, and it comes mm-hmm. to your art or something else and something you love. I could, it could be sure. anything, you know, and you take, you take those moments and you're like, wait, that's, I did that. I yeah. screwed up, yeah. you know, and it's and like minimal effort, minimal, but yeah. it burns you because oh, yeah. I mean, and a lot of that's probably because I mean, I'm not gonna put word, words in your mouth, but there's a level of perfectionism that every artist has oh, sure. and then you have to let go. Sure. And even sometimes when you let go, you're like, Oh yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't let go. Oh yeah. You know? Oh, totally. <laughs> Totally. And then, and then it'll creep back into your mind later. You'll feel really good about something you finished. Like, oh, God, I'm so happy with this painting. And then that little bastard in the back of your head's like, but what about that one painting you fucked up and never fixed? You know? Like, <laughs> you know, so... Like, but, all right, one for one. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, yeah. I guess that, that's probably important to keep you going back. You got to have something to, like, I don't know, poke and prod you. That's why you keep doing it. So. Yeah, the, uh, poke and prod you. I like that. <laughs> I mean, I feel like everything pokes and prods me, though. You know, I mean, and I let that happen to me because it, yeah. it just, whatever. But that's cool, man. No, I didn't know. I, you mentioned uh, school multiple times, but do you think that that level of academia that you were in or that, that the academia itself was kind of hindering you? I mean, I know that, like, it seems like Peggy did a lot for you. Mm-hmm. Now, this whole thing, though, do you feel like academia actually aided you? That moment did. That, was, that class did. Yeah. You know, but do you, I, a lot of people can say, like, school didn't do shit for me, mm-hmm. even though they probably did in a, in a different way. Sure. You know, but do you think, I mean, from what you were saying, especially like NIU and the classes you were taking, it could be the time and place and everything, but do you think that, that if you were to go back, you know, uh, would you do it again? I, I mean, the the pessimist in me would maybe want to say, yeah, like I learned a lot of hard lessons in a hard way. And again, back to what you're saying, most of it was just my own fault blowing shit out of proportion. Um, when I, so after ECC, I wound up at two other schools, obviously. I went to, I went to a community college in, in Champaign because I was planning on going to U of I, um, and that didn't happen. But I took classes while I was there, too. Um, and I didn't go to those classes either. <laughs> but the few things that I learned while I was there, I still hang on to. I took a life drawing class at that school, and the teacher was brutal. She scared the shit out of me. And it was just because it was just too much work. And, I, and the, the, the lazy ass of me was like, hang on a second. At ECC, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't, this, is an art, this is a drawing class. I can, I can half-ass this and get an A. And, I mean, she made it very clear that that's not what's going to happen. I mean, this is wow. work. Because that's, you know, and why, why would she? She wants artists to come into her class and leave with something. And although I dropped out of that class, <laughs> I still remember the little bits that she gave me yeah. all the time. And I only was in that class for like a month. And then at ISU, same thing. I mean, 
I, well, I actually finished and graduated there, but... Um, NIU? I, or ISU. ISU, sorry. ISU. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. cool. No, I, okay, gotcha. That's um, awesome. Yeah. I but, should know that because I'm sure I've seen your resume. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Life That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> ISU, NIU. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, to answer your question, there's probably at my shitty moments where I'd want to say, God, I wasted so much money. I wasted so much time, so much blah, 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 blah. But, I mean, I went to NIU, and then I went to ECC. Got that. You know, went to Champaign. Had a rough time there. I mean, that was that was a I mean that was a dark time for me. And then I probably would have said, God, what am I doing here? Yeah. You know. But then I came back, and I went back to ECC, and I met my girlfriend, and we're still together. And then she wanted to go to ISU, and I had no intention of going back to school after ECC. I mean, I think I was kind of back in that headspace where, hey, I found painting. Screw it. You know, I'll just drop out. What am I doing? But I was obsessed with her, and I was like, I, I'm, okay, I'll go too, and I'll think of something. And I went there with the intention of art education, and that didn't happen. I didn't finish with that degree, but I graduated. I what got degree a degree. do you have? Uh, it's a, bachelor's, it's a um, bachelor's of Science with a focus in studio painting. Pretty useless degree. But <laughs> hey, no way, man. That's awesome. But uh, I remember the know, studio painting, now that you mentioned it. Yeah. I do remember that. But, but then, I mean, <laughs> I came back, and... Again, saw your flyer, and, you know, it's all, I, again, I probably would say, in, at my dark moments, I wish I hadn't done that, I wish I didn't waste that money, but it's, the more I grow up, and the more mistakes I make, I feel like it's just all cohesive, yeah. it's all, it's all one, I don't know, one ship going one way, and you're just collecting stuff, and you're just on it, and it's going to happen whether or not you like it. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to screw up. Yeah, you're just, blah, blah, blah. You're collecting it. You're collecting barnacles. That's what you're collecting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Are, yeah. That's funny, man. Yeah. That's No, that's good. I like that. But like, it sounds like you're, you're here because of love, you know? Like, that's really cool, man. I mean, you yeah. know, for a lot of different reasons. But that's, I mean, that's why I'm here. Yeah. Like, that's why I'm back in Elgin, mm -hmm. you know, because of Aaron. And it's, that's that's a it's a funny thing yeah it'll do to you but yeah that's cool man so what do you got um what do you got lined up now i know that uh you guys are at yeah that is it are you still in a two-bedroom at elgin art space loft yeah okay yeah. right on mm -hmm. um yeah dude just uh this is where we pause mm. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so what do you have planned for the uh the future I guess we could ask about that. Or I tell you what, we'll cut there. Um, let me go back. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't know how to carry that. Oh, dude, it's rough. <laughs> uh, I think that you know, like carrying a conversation that, especially something like this, it can be. Uh, I don't awkward. I'm I think. Sure. I mean, sure. it's been awkward for me because it's like I'm not an interviewer. Mm -hmm. like, I'm just. I just talk, and I talk a lot normally, you know, but like, <laughs> I mean, especially if I start drinking. Well, I was just going to say, if we had a couple beers here, <laughs> we could go all night. I mean, this uh, was... You're the first interview where I haven't been drinking. Oh, damn. Well, what are we doing? <laughs> Let's get some beer. I think, we get, I think we got some rum somewhere. Um, I think all the beers. I don't know. Let me go check. Okay, yeah. I swear to God, I had two beers left. 
Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm not. Seriously, I'm take not. whatever you want. That's actually really good. I'm, Is it? Yeah, I'm surprised. We had that left over from a wedding. All right. Well, then shoot, I'll try it. Drink whatever, or drink the whatever. Um, Is it a watermelon? Hell or it's watermelon? very faint. Ah. Are you allergic? No, sure. no, no. Okay. Um, yeah, dude, it's it's um, it's been interesting starting this because it's like everybody. I didn't want it to be a podcast. It's like, which a podcast is an archive, mm -hmm. you know, and that's what I finally came to. It's like, well, everybody's doing it, you know, and it's like, okay, well, everybody's doing it. Yeah. But like, I don't really. My only agenda with this is just capturing the moment. And sure. It's really all it is. And yeah. It's like, I hopefully someday some people will listen to it and mm -hmm. it'll be good. You know, but it's, it's really trying to, like I said, just capture the moment of, uh, cheers. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Capturing the moment of cheers, <laughs> cheers and beers. Mm. Like that is good. Moment. Yeah. It is yeah. Good. That's not too bad. I don't really like fruity beer, but okay. that's, uh, it's tolerable. Cause I, yeah. It'll knock your dick in the dirt too, man, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, all the good beers do. It's like you, you, when you, when you go and pick up beer, you're like, Hey, I can spend four bucks and get a six pack of tall boys or I can get a six pack of something good and have one and feel it, you know? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I saw, I mean, beers just exploded over the past five years, you mm. know, but I saw something like Goose Island or somebody like one of the end caps and it was $20 mm -hmm. for a six pack. Mm. And I'm like, Case of Miller Lite has been the same at this yeah. jewel for three, same price. Yeah. It's been twelve ninety nine or thirteen yeah. ninety nine. I'm yeah. like, damn, I don't know, yeah. I don't know. So I never buy. Yeah, I just don't. I, I'll drink it at a bar, you know. I'll oh, have sure, a nice, sure. A nice beer, well, but. that's why you go out. You you don't go out to get a PBR because then because it, then it's five bucks. You're like, I can go get five. I can go get six for five bucks. Well, right, and it's like anything <laughs> that gets popular, like you know, people give PBR bad name or whatever i mean oh, I it had such a great name but it's like oh the hipsters did it you know and it's mm -hmm. like yeah but it's well, it's pretty good they had the right too, idea you know? <laughs> yeah I mean, but like i lived in when i lived in raleigh uh we i went to this place and it was my favorite bar and we were just down there and i was just talking to this girl and uh at the wedding that aaron and i went to and she's like and i was like yeah my favorite bar got closed down and she goes jackpot I'm like, yep, that yeah. was it. That yeah. was the name of the bar was Jackpot. And I lived there in 2007, 2008. And they had bottles of PBR for $1.75 a piece. Oh, my gosh. That's wonderful. And they never changed. That's wonderful. And they had $2 shots of Jameson <laughs> before Jameson blew up as, like, the hipster yeah. whiskey or, oh, like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. No, but I, I understand what you mean. I mean, I even coming over here today, trying to tell yourself as much – tell myself as much as I can, like, don't talk in some scripted way, just talk. But it's like a microphone in front of your face. You suddenly feel like you're, like, on a typewriter and everything you need to say needs to be perfect. And It's like camera work, man. Yeah. I mean, it's the yeah. same thing. It's like you can <laughs> lean in as much as you want or lean out, you know. But it is – it does create uh, – it can't – it doesn't necessarily create things. It, uh, it can change things, though. Sure. I, you know, change your attitude and change sure. how you receive information, how you do talk. Like, I listen back, and I'm like, God, I sound like freaking hillbilly, <laughs> you know. I mean, that, and that's – I have a 
way of speaking, like everyone, knows, but I hate it. I oh, absolutely no, dude. hate I, it. I know. I'll probably listen to it later and hear it a couple of times that my voice cracked and go, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you son you of a bitch. You wuss. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, it, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's been really interesting and getting to know people to the extent of that you can in an hour and 15 minutes, hour, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough. It's tough. You know, yeah. like I listen to, I mean, Mark Maron's like my idol oh, uh, yeah. when it comes to this and interviewing, you know, and yeah. he, uh, cause I mean, I grew up with NPR as well, you mm-hmm. know, it's like in Terry Gross and then he got to interview Terry Gross and, and, oh, and really? yeah, it was just, and it is, um, it's, it's intriguing how two people can sit in a room by themselves like we are now mm-hmm. and talk, but there's some kind of, there can be some kind of veil or come some kind of oh, shield yeah, exactly. or facade or whatever you want to use. And I found that alcohol really breaks that down. <laughs> you know, it does. I think it's standard. If, so if we do this again, standard. let's both just bring, we'll bring a 20, we'll bring a case and we'll take care of it. I know uh, this interview would be a lot longer and really, really <laughs> messy toward the end. I'm sure. Yeah, man. Um, well, I'm glad you're an Elgin dude, you know, and yeah, I, I'm really glad that we got to meet and got to work together and, uh, I hope it was a good process. Um, for those of you who may still be listening, um, <laughs> Bobby was, uh, artist in residence and, um, is continuing helping us out now. And, uh, we are looking to build something for the future for sure. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, like, I'm really surprised to hear that you, okay, let me get this right. So you've only been painting for a few years, right? No, no. I, well, well I, I graduated high school in 2006. Right. And I started painting, it was like, it was either really late 2007 or early 2008. Okay. Yeah. So for even eight years, we'll call mm-hmm. it, we'll call it a solid eight. Okay. Uh, solid eight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's really impressive because to see your artwork that was up in the gallery i wouldn't have said that i i'm i know cool. i'm not trying to suck you off or anything no. <laughs> but oh it's cool you know i mean it, it really is i was very overwhelmed uh by the works that you brought in and the level of uh commitment I guess it took because like some of the stuff was new some of it was older mm-hmm. from and it was from different collections like people you'd borrowed it back from yep. um but I would never have expected you know that that the work that you do or produce I should say uh looks like it's coming from someone that's been painting for 20 years damn you know well and that's the best compliment I ever got well <laughs> <laughs> good uh no not the best but uh, I'm glad that you feel that way that it's a compliment because it, it's um I don't have that, you know, like I was raised in a, and my mom was an artist and, and I grew up doing, you know, being a visual artist and painting and drawing and whatever, and, mm-hmm. uh, wasn't trained and I, I loved it and I still love it. I yeah. love the proximity of me to the oils or the, the acrylic and the canvas, you know, yep. I love that intimacy as well. And, yeah. um, but God, I suck. Like, you know, I, I mean, and I mean, I, I've done things that I'm proud of, you know, sure. but then I'm like, I've spent two weeks on a piece and it's like, oh, this is, uh, <laughs> and you just move on. Oh yeah. Yeah. But having that commitment and being consistent yeah. and like, I don't care, man. I mean, I, 
you could be um, not the best artist and create a lot of different pieces and you continue to do that. Mm. I respect that. Like, I don't, you know, I don't have to, li- I mean, the best thing about art is that it's subjective, but I don't have to like everything. But sure. if, if you come in or if I see you and you're producing pieces weekly, if not daily, you know, which a lot of people we've met are, mm-hmm. that's amazing. Yeah. And I, I have such a high respect, uh, level of respect for that. And because I just, I'm just here, you know, like I, yeah. we do this and I, I don't get a chance to do anything. And that's not that I would pick it up and then be a great artist or anything, but I love it. I love seeing that. And again, going back to your work that you brought in when you'd installed it, I was, I walked in and it was, it was a different room <laughs> and that makes me really happy and being able to see that and Thanks. being able to connect, you know, yeah. uh, like this and because you only get like, I mean, I'm, we'll talk a lot more, but you know, with certain people, it's like, I won't get this much one FaceTime one on one and really trying to, and I, I love the idea of like trying to find out why, why they do it, mm-hmm. you know? And that's, that could be another two days of sure. interview, you know, sure. but sure. it's, um, it was really great to see that. And I, like Thanks. I said, man, I would have expected you've been doing it since you were a kid, like paint, like painting, painting, you know? Thanks. That's, that's cool. I, um, when I started doing, when I started doing those classes at ECC, I probably left out a couple important names in that equation. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, my, my mom was hugely, I mean, I, she just wanted me to, appreciate something get into something you know and I like I mentioned I did sports in high school and that I didn't give a shit I was waiting for the weekend you know I was waiting for I don't want to do this crap you know and um I think when I started showing an interest she was like yes yes do do that don't stop because I mean she grew up really creative she was working with her hands her whole life and making stuff making making clothes making I mean anything that was what she was into so I think that was cool for her to see me me to get into finding an interest and then my my close friend of mine my best friend I should say his name's Tyler Goyak um he's an absolutely insanely talented musician and when we started becoming really great friends which was after high school um I was like just completely what's the word enthralled enthralled <laughs> in the the fact that here's here's my best friend i mean the guy is brilliant beyond just being a musician he's just at, at even in high school you just marvel at how in touch with himself this person is this teenager so to be around him and listen to him talk it was like damn dude i want to be like you you know and um we'd hang out and we'd talk and just in having conversations just made me think like wow I really want to have something that I an outlet like he does and I started painting and I'd gotten to t- I was talking to him about it and everything and he was like so what are you gonna do I, I specifically remember this one conversation him asking me so what are you gonna do then are you gonna paint and is that what you want to do with yourself and I said yes basically just to just be like yeah totally duh you know <laughs> that's it but I remember th- afterwards thinking like I've never thought about that. And and it's not like a relative asking you that at a fucking get together and you say, 
you know, when they're asked, what are you going to do with your life? And I don't know, you know, I'm going to, who knows? But there was something about someone that I really respected asking me that and giving the answer that I gave that I thought, yeah, I am going to do that. And I have an obsessive personality. So when I started doing it, I, I just got obsessed. And in having that conversation with him, I was like, yeah, I am going to do this. I want to do this. I want to be good. And I started finding all these artists and, and looking at their work and being like, how the fuck did they do that? How did they do that? Right. And, and just thinking, I want to know how to do that. I want to I make my own pictures. I want to I draw something and say, this is worthy of a piece of canvas, you know? And, and it's just like trial and error. You just, when you hear people talk about, like you meet someone who's really good at something, everyone just immediately goes to this idea that it's just, just talent, pure talent. That's the only reason they're right, doing this, right. talent. And it's total cliche to say that, but, or to say this, but it's, it's not just that. It's never just that. It's fucking practice and hours and hours and hours of practice. And I just started doing that. I never had anything I cared about that much. And I thought, I mean, even in the back of my mind, I, I, I think I was basically saying, go do this. This is really good. I mean, you know, like you, you're not really, I never really felt this way about anything at all. And it was, it's addictive. It's addicting. You're like, holy shit, figuring myself out, getting myself. And, and then you, you follow more artists, follow more people like, oh my God, look at that. Look at this. Look at that. You know, and that's, what's great about somewhere like side street. I mean, you meet people come in off the street and they look at stuff and they go, Regardless of who it, you know, who the work is, like, who is this? This person lives around here, you know, and that's, that's beautiful. That's awesome. And so I, I mean, that's really, to answer your question, it was just obsessive hours, hours and hours of trial and error, screwing up, all that crap. That's basically it. Not really having anything else to do. (laughs) So... Yeah, it's funny how limitations can shift you into different directions, you know, like I, yeah, yeah, that's, huh, do you have any brothers and sisters? I have an older sister, older um, sister, older sister, and uh, a younger sister, and half sister, half brother. Okay, oh, that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. well, I was just thinking, like, you know, I have, I have an older sister, too, she's almost 10 years older than me, and so I was at home by myself a lot, you yeah. know, and I remember, God damn, I was just, it's so funny that things pop in your head, but I, I was just thinking about this the other day, I used to make stop motion videos, oh, dang. like we were lucky enough, like my dad had this job, and he was like, oh, I'm going to buy a video camera, so I'm like, okay, and then like after a year, it was boring, and mm-hmm. so I just started using it, and I was making uh, stop motion uh, like G.I. Joe fights, and car car wrecks, yeah, with Hot Wheels yeah. and shit, and um, I love that. And I was thinking about it and I was like, man, I don't, I don't do anything like that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I don't, I don't have time. I mean, I, every once in a while I'll get a project and I'll get a hair up my butt and I'm like, okay, I'm going <laughs> to spend three weeks doing this. Totally. And then I don't do anything else. And mm-hmm. then I come back from it, you know? So yeah. I, I, again, that respect of artists that have day jobs or yeah. and actually, or work and, yeah. uh, and make their money off of paintings yep. and but they get to do it every day you yeah. know i love that but yeah those it's that thought of 
being isolated to a point, you know, like I was very isolated, you know, in a small town and didn't, couldn't go anywhere, you know, as a kid, you just got to make up stuff and it's, um, you know, and you don't have maybe all of the, the cool stuff that other, other kids have, you know, and, um, but definitely shapes you and I'm not, you know, I, we weren't super poor or anything, you know, and, Mm um, but you know, it's, it's, you use what you have. Totally. And then from that, you kind of open up your imagination. Absolutely. And, yeah. And a lot, like you mentioned earlier, you know, some people just let it go. Yeah. And it's, it could be a million different reasons why. And then some people latch onto it. Yeah. And they keep being an artist mm-hmm. because they are artists. And mm-hmm. I do think a lot, I mean, I, I don't think everyone's an artist. I think, you know, we might all have artistic abilities, but yeah. just because of the way cognitive uh, uh, way that our brains work. Um, but it's those people that do see things in different ways. Yeah. You know, yeah. and like Peggy uh, telling you, you know, showing you like colors are going to be brighter. You yeah. know, you'll, you'll, oh, it opens you up. Yep. And that yep. doesn't, you know, necessarily happen when you're a kid. And, it's, mm-hmm. and it can be through education. It can be through meeting the one person or the 10 or the group, you know, the group or whatever that really open you up. Yeah. 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 I just, I asked if you had brothers and sisters cause it made me think of my sister, you know, like being, uh, away mm-hmm. and being, and then me being by myself, being yeah. able, but it causes you to, to, you know, you make stuff out of what you have. Oh, sure. And it's not sure. because you have to, it's because you want to, sure. you want to keep yourself entertained, but you also want to be creative. There is that energy yeah yeah you know oh yeah i mean and in bringing up my sister also i i always followed my sister when we were younger i mean i i i did the sports that i did because she did she ran she did track and cross country so i did it and she drew she drew a lot when we were younger too and i remember looking at things she had done from time to time and being like Oh, it's really cool. I can do that better. I can totally do something better. Than that. <laughs> you know, that old that old classic. But you know, I mean, she's better. Yeah, she's and totally responsible for that interest also. And I mean, we we were we were poor growing up. My parents got divorced when I was seven, and my mom raised us in a tiny apartment in Lake Zurich, Illinois. Uh, tiny apartment and we spent a lot of time by ourselves and our activities were limited to what my mom could afford and what friends we had in our apartment complex so that was that probably helped too in the back you know in the back of my mind somewhere but um yeah yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. But, uh, <laughs> no, <it's okay>. um, <laughs> it's just the way that things can shape you in different, yeah. different ways, yeah. you know. And again, you can. It's it's just really funny because it's like even the rich kids, you know. I always used to think like, oh, you know, arts education really needs to go to the the uh, the underserved or you know poor people, sure. you know, and poor kids and poor yeah. families. And when I was thinking about it, it's like, man, there's some really rich kids out there that are so isolated oh, sure. and that never would never have the opportunity. So yeah. I, I've, I've been changing my thoughts and yeah. you know, my thoughts have been evolving, I guess, but it's just, <clears throat> you know, arts funding getting cut and some sure. places have it and, 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 and don't. And 
Those kids, though, I mean, and I may, I'm just throwing this out there because <clears throat> those kids are so um, awake. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's really refreshing to see that, you mm-hmm. know, and th- that's why I love teaching at the schools because it's like, um, like, they say stuff and you're like, the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. I know. Or you're like... <laughs> the hell are you talking about kid but it's always an interaction that I enjoy sure. and even when I you know it was first even when we were first doing it first started I was like because uh, I wasn't a very good teacher and I was struggling mm-hmm. struggling with their behavior struggling with their attention and just start struggling with my own inadequacies and like how this works and how it doesn't oh, work yeah. yeah and you just have to find your area but once you do you find a flow mm-hmm. and you're like oh man this is this has been great. And then you can go back and you start telling stories about these kids and you're like, Oh dude, that little <laughs> that kid was, you know, like yeah. little, whatever, you yeah. know, like do you liked him or he's a little twerp or whatever. Yeah. But kids just, they're so different and it's a shame that they get told. Oh yeah. A lot of them get told, you know, you can't do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I wonder if it's fair to say that most artists, like my mom was an artist and her, her, uh, dad, my grandfather was like, like you can't go to school. We can't mm. afford it, and mm-hmm. even though you got a, a scholarship, you're not going to go to school. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's like she had this amazing talent, and couldn't uh, couldn't go get the education to further that. You okay. know, and and some people they're lucky enough to get it, and then they drop out, mm-hmm. or they or they just stop being artists, mm-hmm. which. That yeah. blows my mind, man. Yeah. Like that makes me feel bad on the inside. <laughs> you yeah. know, when I hear people say that, it's like, oh, I used to draw. Yeah. Like, why don't you do that anymore? Yeah. You know, and I, I, I guess that the kid stuff, you know, it's kind of where it all stems from. Yeah. It, it's. I like that you you said it with them being around them and like and being awake. You know, because you you're. <laughs> it's kind of like they when you're talking to them, they're sort of putting a mirror up at you because they're so subjective and real and when you go to them and you try and talk to them in this phony baloney tone of voice or this this persona and your ego and they look at you and they and they know exactly (laughs) and everything they say is so is so responsive to what you give them and when they respond in a way that you're not expecting it's like calling you out like bullshit dude that's not how you are you know like and it's it's I don't know. Like, why, why did you do that? Yeah. Oh, because, because it was easy. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, like, the, you're saying before, like, the, you know, the limitations and stuff, that's, I feel like that's, that's, uh, like, a bittersweet, crucial thing for anyone that keeps doing it, like you said also, because it's when you're in those moments, those kind of scary dark moments where maybe this is the only thing you have to give you any sort of enthusiasm, any sort of light in your life. And even if it's a burden at the same time because it stresses you out so much, you're still sort of clawing at something, aiming towards something. I have this, this quote once. I don't remember who, I remember who said it. I don't know who it's by, but it's... Um, Something like, there's always opportunity, but you have to lean forward for it to see you or something like that. Something to that effect, you know? So, 
it's even when you think something is so is not worth doing it it's still worth it enough because you don't know what can come from doing it you know from who, who you'll meet what will happen I, I referenced before when I lived in Champaign at the time that was the scariest moment in my life I was going I, a lot of realities were pumping through my head that I just I don't think I was mature enough to face I had no and had the mental capacity to, to look at like whoa this is fucked up this is really weird and it was scary and I wasn't leaving wasn't leaving the apartment much wasn't doing anything and I was limited in what I could get to make me excited about waking up and that sounds like boohoo corny shit but I mean that was that was no, really that what sounds, it was yeah that was really what it was and like I said I kept doing it and then I, I moved moved back home and I still had the the inclination the inkling was still there to do it so I went back to ECC and took more classes and then fell in love and then you know like it's just it's like you I feel like the older the more I grow up, the more I realize it's like problems and the things that are facing you and forcing you into this one little box is like so worth it just to deal with it because you don't know what's going to happen in a week. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You know, so I, I like, since we started doing this class, back to saying about the kids, I don't know, man, you go in there and they're like so fucking excited to see you. <laughs> and it's just because you're, you're there to give them something that they actually care about doing. And they, you know, they're, I don't know. I don't know if that was off. No, off, you're right. Off enough, but, but. I mean, people, you know, teachers and parents are like, oh, I don't want my kid at school just doing art all the time. And it's like, because they like it. Yeah, right. I mean, I get, you know, of course, we all need to learn geometry and, and math and, and well, maybe not geometry, but, uh, <laughs> um, you know, like the, all the sciences and, and, but that's the arts and the sciences, you yeah. know, and it's like these, these classes that shape you, you know, and, mm -hmm. and history revolves around it. Science yeah. revolves around yeah. it. You know, it's like yeah. all these outstanding breakthroughs yeah. in science that come, that are drawn right into art right. or, and, or and art is drawn into science and seem know? to coincide with each other. Yeah. These leaps, these huge discoveries you make at the same time. It's, I don't know. It's like, it's that collective unconscious thing. It's like when one breakthrough is made, something else. I mean, it's... It's like the Renaissance. Exactly. Exactly. People and are like, oh, shit, you're doing that. Man, I'm going to do this. And I'm yeah. going to do this. I'm going to do this. You yeah. know? And then, and then that yeah. creates a norm that can only go for so long before that breaks. I mean, like... Yep. like, uh, like In the early 20s, like Picasso and, and Dali, just to name the obvious names in there, but the guys that were doing stuff... I mean, making paintings, making films, making all sorts of crap that were making people be like, what the hell is going on, you know? And it's like, and that went for so long, that created norms, and where are we now? I mean, it's fucking weird times. But at the same time, there's like, all oh, this brilliant stuff happening too. It's like creating that tension that needs to be there for everyone to sort of get back to some sort of direction, unified, I don't know. That's how it happens. You know, something has to happen for so long until it goes somewhere else. This hell or high watermelon is sort of making me go off on those tangents. And I, and I, I haven't really eaten today, so. Oh, even better.
You know, you, you know, you bring up filmmaking, and it's, you see like the the French filmmakers, and uh, you see the people that really broke out, like the Czechs and the the uh, you know Western European East, you know, and these people, these avant-garde, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, artists that came out, and they're like, we have this awesome technology now. Yeah. We can do this. Yeah. Like, what the hell are we going to do with it? Yeah. You know, yeah. and you get to, you know, you fast forward. I mean, it created, you know, it got to the, the, it got to the United States and it created Hollywood and, you mm-hmm. know, and it, and you fast forward 80 years and, or seven, 70, we'll call it 70. And then you get, you know, your handheld friggin', right. you know, HD camera in your pocket. And it took a while, I think, for people to start realizing that, I can make a movie with this. Yeah. And right. you can still take photographs, but then it got better and better and mm-hmm. people started really utilizing it and cre- it's a tool. Yeah. And yeah. even though as you know, as much fun as it can give you, um, but it took those r- revolutionaries really, oh, yeah. you know, to, to, to lead others or, or maybe yeah. not, I don't know if, I don't know if it would be leading, but it's like, Hey, look, I'm going to do this stuff and yeah. I'm just going to do this stuff. I don't know if it's, and that takes balls oh, guts, totally. you know, to say, totally. I don't know if this is going to work, but I'm going to do it. And then yeah. you see other people saying like, oh, well, they're doing that. And mm-hmm. a lot of other people like that. Like you said, like Instagram, it's like, man, look at that stuff. Like, exactly. I could do that. Exactly. You know, and you get these really, oh, these like the, the, the street photographers that go and they do the urban yes. like, uh, exploration and stuff and like mm-hmm. the illegal territory and the yeah. Russian guys that climb the towers and everything and yeah. take video with a GoPro. And it's like, where the hell did they get the idea? Like they'd like climbing yeah. <laughs> buildings and photography. Let's put those two things together. And then I'm going to get a couple hundred million views on YouTube and, right. and whatever. But there is that. Yeah, man. I mean, I think a lot of people can all, a lot of people can always say uh, that they were, we're in t- tough times or odd times. Sure. But you know, post nine eleven for us, mm-hmm. our world, that was it. That was the that was the point in yeah. which it, the tipping point. You yeah. know, a lot of people would say for us and it uh, for our gen or my generation, you're a little sure. younger, but sure, sure. And I think every generation has that, and it's 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 tough because. You do get skeptical and scared and jaded, sure. and that being you know that being jaded carries over. Oh yeah, oh, and yeah. it can carry over, and it's like man, it's that's tough to slough off a lot of times, you yeah. know. And I think as artists, um, really being, and I love I love saying this, but like avant garde. Yeah, I love yeah. the new. Yeah. I love seeing strange things, and yep. you know being married to a modern dance choreographer it's it's interesting to see where it's like oh you see it once then you see it again you're like that's i mean yeah. it might, i am clearly biased but i'm like that's fucking genius yeah, like how yeah. did they do that why you know and yeah seeing that somehow come out in art has yeah. been fantastic like we went so many different directions for so long and seeing artists now that have this abundance Mm-hmm. amount of information about these artists that they can yeah. pick up and look at and think, I know damn I, I like that you know, like or like you said Instagram like I like that and yeah and that seeps into them and us yeah and then we 
take it and we create something. Like, exactly. You know, it, it's contagious. It's so contagious. And I mean, yeah. it's cool. It's cool now to see, you see like those, those like BYOB paint nights, mm-hmm. you know, that's such a big thing now because everything is so condensed. It's where mentioning what we said before about those earlier periods where these guys were just breaking through and they had the total space to because there was no one else doing it. And that's why it got that attention. I mean, I feel like now we're in a time where everything, a lot has been done. There's still obviously always room to do more and there will be more and something bizarre will come up and we'll go, what the fuck is that? What are they doing? (laughs) But I feel like now we're, things are, things are, can be bleak. You can look at it like that way. I mean, it's, it's weird. It really is kind of scary, but at the same time, I feel like that makes, that makes people want something more. That makes people need something more. And I'm not saying that like BYOB painting is some solution, but like that's, you look at people that come home and say like, oh my God, I need to be creative. I need to do something. I need to get my mind off this. And you know, it's, I don't want to just go get drunk. I don't want to just go do something that I'm going to regret tomorrow. It's something meaningful because, and it's not just, it's not even just that. It's something like in everybody, in everything that we do. And so it's like, those things don't just sit around and wait. If it's in you and if it's there, it's like, all right, you got to do something about this right now. You got to, you need an outlet. And then, and then that can lead you down the rabbit hole. I mean, you meet people, you do you, you, want it, you want an outlet and you also, or you need an outlet and you want an experience. Exactly. You know, exactly. and it's those experiences for those people in particular, people or people that do those kinds of things, yeah. you know, and artists do that. They need an outlet yeah. or they want, and then they want an experience yeah. with this painting or they get it, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. I don't know. But then mm-hmm. that's what galleries are for. That's what exactly. movie theaters are exactly. for, you know, and even restaurants. It's like, you see beautiful food yeah. and these chefs that create these amazing dishes for people and, and or the, the short order cooks, you know, yeah. that create these amazing dishes for people, you yeah. know, and yeah. it's really, we like to be inspired. Yeah. God damn. We, yeah. We right. like that. I feel like that's such a contagious feeling being, and, and not, I mean, not, sorry, not contagious, but such an uplifting <laughs> feeling, such an uplifting thing. Like it you, can be contagious. Some, yeah, oh, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. It can be contagious. But when you get that, you like, wow, what is that? what is that feeling that I'm feeling that's making me want to do something other than the crap that I've been doing every day, day in, you know, day in out forever. And it's, that's, I think that's what we're meant to do for each other. And you mentioned earlier, like a responsibility for artists. I mean, that's, that's what we do. Get people looking at, you know, what's that saying also? Like they're, we're all in the gutter, but some of us are looking up at the stars, you know, and it's, <laughs> It's probably, I mean, it's so oversaid, but it's so fucking true. I mean, I mean, there's probably going to be a lot of scary demises for a lot of things that are happening, but at the same time, there's always something better to look forward to, something always that can come. And, I mean, you, Elgin, for fucking example, I mean, like, how many times have you heard people say, that's a scary place, isn't it? Like, no, not anymore. Right, And it's right. because of some more like Side Street. I mean, you, I mean... I have met so many people and been so inspired just in the time that I've spent here and, I, and, and doing gallery hours. I've had people walk by, come in, what is this oh, place? Sure. It's a gallery. 
look around, you know, (laughs) check it out. And they leave like, I'll be back. And that's cool. That's like, I mean, like, not to blow smoke up your ass, but here's what you guys, I mean, that's what you guys are providing. This is it. This is, I don't know. I mean, I feel like anyone in any sort of radius around here needs to know about what's going on here because they can know what they can do from there. What can happen by just sharing a gift, sharing an idea, sharing a, a presence. It's, it's good. That's what's worth sticking around for. I mean, that's when you make, I, I feel like this sort of thing makes you realize that you shape your fate however you want. You know, it's probably, it may end bad, but it may not. Make it exciting. You're alive. Holy shit. You're breathing. You know, like. Holy shit. Uh, I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, that's it, man. Seriously. Seriously. Oh, dude. Well. <laughs> Bobby, uh, we're going to wrap it up, man. We're about time. Cool. cool. Yeah, dude. I had so much other stuff to ask and talk about, but... Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, man. That's, this has been great. Um, cool. So I'm going to start asking people, uh, where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, man, five years. Let's it's see. That fun high school question. If I play this right... Um, I, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe sort of getting by. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I'll take that. Right. I like that, man. As, hey, if I'm, <laughs> if I'm painting, you know, and I'm, I'm making ends meet in five years, call that a win. Call that a win. That's awesome, man. That's it. I'll call that a win too, man. <laughs> Bobby Rowland, thank you again. Appreciate it. Of course. And, uh, we'll uh, we'll see everybody else really soon. Stay connected. Bye. <laughs>